I think we're recording. Are we? Mm-hmm. I can oh. always tell because he like sits differently. He like kind of sits yeah. up and then gets his like, yeah, like kind of stern but kind of shitty and grin on his it, face. Like, takes us, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey. How do? How do? Like how? How am I? How am I? Yes. Uh, I'm. I do. I. Uh, I'm good. Cool. Yeah. Same. Same. My cat's about to knock something He's over. Thirsty. Is that what you're pointing at? Yeah. I don't. Okay, I'll hold it. Okay. <laughs> so cool. beer? Was your cat drinking a beer? He was trying. Yeah. Was I trying. mean, he has good taste. It's it's a really old, delicious German pilsner. So I mean, rowdy for a Tuesday night. Yeah. He does that. And he's parked himself there, so I will hold this now. <laughs> cool. Great. So, um, it's Cow Appreciation Day. Yeah, it is. Um, when we're recording this, of course. Right. But that's okay. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. They do yeah. that. My favorite murder does it. They're like currently, and then when you're listening to it, so yeah. whatever. But every day should be Cow Appreciation Day. Well, every day is. If you're for vegan, us. right? Right. Um, but also, I love cows. I think cows and chickens are my favorite. No, that's not true. Cows and turkeys yeah. and chickens are right there. Yeah. But who's your favorite cow? Ever? Yeah. Oh. I don't know. The photos that I sent you are of me and Tucker from Catskill. Tucker's like the world's largest dog. I know. The best. The photos that I sent to you are great because he's like smiling yeah he's showing his teeth like he's very nice yeah have you um met elvis at woodstock i think so he's a sweetheart he's the one who looks like black velvet yeah he's so silky he's very nice um uh but i realized that cow appreciation day um is a good time to bring up a thing that i heard the other day um from a person who is good friends with a vegan and their partner who is decidedly not. Um, she was talking about how, you know, she's not a vegan, not even a vegetarian, whatever, but that she refuses to eat veal. And their partner said that they um, that veal is OK because they are baby calves who were rejected by their mothers and so they would have died anyways and that's why i didn't tell you the other day was for that face reaction right there wait i'm confused though hmm? is Two some- people. somebody in that equation is a vegan though no 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 the um the person who refused to eat veal is best friends with a with a vegan so like oh. they know about veganism and like okay. the arguments and stuff okay like that. i was i was like i don't understand <laughs> no. <laughs> who's the vegan in this equation neither Oh, do they really believe that? Yes. Oh, that's sad. And I, I decidedly did not get in the conversation because I was, I was like, I'm, I just don't, you know, when you're like, even if it was because they're very nice and they totally would just listen and talk back and it would just be a conversation. But, you know, when you're like, I don't, I just don't feel like doing it right now. Yeah. That was me. However, I made a, I literally made, I made a face. I was like, oh. yeah. And they were like, no, they would have. And I was like, I. Mm-mm. I was like, I can't because I couldn't help my reaction. I was yeah. like, that is, it's very that's far just from correct, wrong, because that doesn't how, even make sense. How often would a mother, yes, re- and why would that justify anything? Why would- <laughs> I have uh, there are just a lot of problems there. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I just did not go down mm. that rabbit hole because I didn't feel like it. But my once again, as you will hear several times this episode, my brain melted out of mm-hmm. my head. I have like I should keep a cup right by my ear. Yeah, just how do you, in case I mean, I, how do you get through the day with your brain melting all the time? Not easily. Stick my head in the freezer at the I end of the day. Say, so it how do you like re-solid mm-hmm. solidify there? Put my head in the freezer. <laughs> For a little bit. It's better than putting your head in the stove, I guess, right? That's right. <laughs> All right, Sylvia Plath, what else do you uh, got? Um, what's your What's your pop my culture? My pop culture is, is seeing the Jurassic World movie. Oh, yeah. I didn't get a chance to do so. Because that made my brain melt. Oh, I'll tell man. you what. Yeah. Like, so many times. I knew from the trailer there was a couple of things that I was like, this is kind of animal rights-y. I, at multiple times during the movie, thought to myself... Is it really bad if I take my phone out and write that down? Because, like, there were so many things that I wanted to remember word for word quotes mm-hmm. for the movie that I obviously now do not remember. Right. Unfortunately. Um, but so a couple weeks ago, um, my other friend, Danny, texted me to ask if I had seen it yet. And I said, no, I haven't, but I want to. And she said, oh, my God, you have to let me know when you do, because I was overwhelmed by the amount of underlying messages that I saw in the movie. So I can't imagine what you're going to think. And Mm -hmm. I was like, interesting. So we went to see it Friday night. And right off the cuff, I was like, what am I watching? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who wrote this? What's going on here? Because the whole premise of the movie is the dinosaurs are on this island and the volcanoes are going to destroy the island. So there's this ethical conundrum um, in the U.S. Uh, about what to do. do you, does the government intervene and get these dinosaurs off the island? Do we allow natural, you know, the natural way oh, of things to happen God. and let the volcanoes take do them you, out again? And, do you? I think you let them go because they never should have existed again in the first place. Well, but that's, that's just Well, me. that's the whole thing, right? But but they do exist and they are, they're alive and they're beings, right? And right. so yeah. um, the uh, Ron Howard's daughter, I don't remember her character's name. What's her name? I don't know either. Ron Howard's daughter, (laughs) (laughs) who was running the park in the last Jurassic World movie, is now like heading this animal rights group to save the dinosaurs. The one who ran around in heels in a cobblestone park. And you're like, that would never happen. Yes. Her. The the, The redhead. The lovely redhead. Yes. Yes. Um, So she's running this like animal rights organization. And they show like this footage of like people protesting with like animal rights signs. And they say things that we would have at animal Mm -hmm. rights protests like they feel too. And, you know, all all those types of things saying it's the biggest animal rights movement that the country's ever seen and all that. Mm -hmm. And there's varying quotes. um, They show like a couple scenes in um, like court hearings. And that's when um, what's his name? I'm not going to give you. Okay, I was like, if you don't get this, I'm going to cry. (laughs) Jeff Goldblum's character is only in like a couple seconds. Uh um, Uh And he just has like a couple different quotes where he talks about saying essentially things like, well, like we did this. And who are we to put animals behind bars for our own pleasure? And what kind of society do we live in when you and I'm sitting there literally going, like looking around, kind of like looking over just at me? Mike just to me? see, like, <laughs> is he getting this? Like, is anybody else hearing this? Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple really upsetting scenes, you know, where like the volcano does get some of the dinosaurs, and mm-hmm. like it, it, I, I was like hysterically crying on two separate occasions, and it, it was like, and I kept thinking to myself, I can't be the only one watching this and finding this upsetting. So if people are watching this film and finding it upsetting that beings that don't even exist in today's world so there's they are 100% computer generated 
for this movie, right? Like there's there's not even a couple scenes with a real dinosaur, obviously. This is a complete fictitious being right now. And it's causing this kind of an emotional response in me. I'm sure it's causing an emotional response in other people. How how what does that say about us that we're able to feel so strongly for a being that doesn't exist? Right. But so many people in this world don't feel that same level of intensity for beings that do exist. You know, well, it's funny because you, I would think you look at dinosaurs or people look at dinosaurs and they're like in awe of them, you know, mm-hmm. even even fictional ones. Yeah. They're like, look how beautiful they were. Look at this. Oh, no, they're dying. Yeah. But they don't they just don't see pigs like that. Yeah, of course. And I and I there just were so many different things. Um, And, you know, when they take some of the dinosaurs off the island, they're using what has to be actual transport vehicles. Like they're, they're these big trucks with like slotted holes in the sides like these have to be what are actual transport vehicles. Mm-hmm. And and they the way that they show it and, and it just there were so many things that I was like, what is happening? Happening right now like mm-hmm. this is crazy just were a lot a lot of parallels and I was wondering too because James Cromwell is in it mm-hmm. and um, I, as you know we've talked about before he's like a big yeah. animal rights guy yeah um, and so I kept wondering like I wonder what it was like on set like did he did he like make any comments like was he you know was he did like, he yeah, see the see parallels yeah. to this and and there were also um, some scenes too that made me think of the episode where we talked about Chris Pratt and the situation with him raising sheep and stuff because mm. there were scenes where he, his character gets super emotional over his relationship with Blue his and talks pack. about yeah and talks about how um, she's so um, empathic and how she's really intuitive and and how it's it's so wrong that she's being treated this way and how he raised her and all of these things and I'm like Chris Pratt blink, blink, blink. <laughs> are you filming this movie and really not blink. seeing the parallels between this again fic, you know completely fictitious being and the beings that are at your house right now that you're probably going to slaughter next week it just there just was so many things that I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god it was <laughs> it really a lot interesting yeah yeah I enjoyed it. I mean, it's it's so far removed from the original Jurassic Park movies at this point. But in terms of like, a, you know, a, a movie that's tolerable to watch, I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I'll have to partake in it eventually. And what I think is really important about it is that if somebody did find a way to clone dinosaurs and let's not pretend like. Somebody out there isn't probably trying. <laughs> you know don't what I tell mean? them what we're doing. The thing of it is, is that I don't remember if it was you or somebody I was talking to and telling them about um, all of the things that I saw in this movie that were animal rights related said to me mm-hmm. that they read that somebody is planning to clone a woolly mammoth. Somebody told me that. Are I you forget serious? Who. Yeah, I forget who told me that or where I saw it. I thought maybe, I guess it wasn't you. But anyway, the thing of it is, is when those things do start happening, and if somebody, uh, God forbid, did figure out how to to make a dinosaur, what happens in Jurassic World is exactly what would happen in real life. You would have people going to auction to buy these animals, which is what happens in this most recent movie. And it is so reminiscent of livestock auctions, of of you know the conversation we're going to have with Nicole about horses you know like the auctions that these animals go through and it just was very 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 parallel Who the fuck would go get a life. dinosaur though that's also just like why would you well do you know what's funny that's is that like dumb. there's there's like a little slight I thought maybe commentary on the world because a lot of the people who show up to the dinosaur auction are like 
Russian. (laughs) (laughs) And they have like, you know, like literally paying like hundreds of millions of dollars for these dinosaurs. And they're creating new species of dinosaurs by mixing a raptor with a T-Rex, with a this, with a that, and, you know, paying... millions and millions for these animals and it just is like yeah that's probably what would happen because humans can't control themselves and right. they're selfish and self-indulgent and and then a t-rex eats someone and you go haha sucker <laughs> you don't feel bad yeah he eats the guy right off that porta potty that's right <laughs> he sure does there were a lot of people being eaten in this movie I, it was a yeah. little i think more graphic than some of the previous have been there's there's a you know no no real spoilers, I guess, but there's a scene where a dinosaur like rips this guy's arm off and, and it, it does not shy away from like getting pretty, pretty in there. I was like, <gasps> Mike laughed at me because I watched a lot of it like this from both like the anxiety of like the intensity of, you know, the dinosaurs eating people, but also because I was like, I, I found it upsetting. Yeah. I thought it was very upsetting, uh, probably because I saw so many parallels with actual, actual life. animal rights issues. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a really good segue into um, more animal rights Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with horses. Yeah. Because we have a lot of, um, I mean, like we have been told before, um, and Nicole will talk about, um, is how often racing happens, which is Mm -hmm. all year round. It's always happening. Um, And so we have to think about them. Yeah. And so we will talk to Nicole. Our special guest. Spoilers! Except not really because it's about to happen <laughs> in your eardrums right now. Yeah, uh, but... but What? But what podcast is this, though? Oh. Is Andy wants to know. Oh, Andy. I don't know. He made a finger. It's the finger podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Salad oh fingers? God. For some reason, that just reminded me of Nick. Do you remember Stick Stickly? Yeah, from Nick. Right to me, stick yeah. stickly. I don't know. PO Box just... nine six three, yeah. New York City, New York State one oh one oh eight. I don't know why that like <laughs> finger just reminded me of stick stickly. Whereas I was like salad fingers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wow. which could be like a vegan pun in some way. Yeah, not, <laughs> not right in front of my salad. Have you seen that? What? Okay, <laughs> we'll we'll show you. Um, while we're doing that, um, please enjoy on your favorite podcast, the V Spot Podcast, our interview with Nicole. Um, I'm Danny, by and the way. I'm I'm Kathleen and Kathy. And, yeah, Kathy. <laughs> That's Kathy. Kathy. And uh, enjoy. Great. Hi. Hey. Let's just get right into it. Yeah, I guess so. Right. Who are you? Who am I? Yeah. I'm Nicole. (laughs) Cool. So, listeners, (laughs) see, that was a nice, uh, awkward intro to uh, break our silence and, I guess, continue the awkwardness. Yeah, I don't know how many, I I, I lost track at this point of how many episodes we've done, but it's certainly, I think, enough for us to not be so awkward, except really- My entire life is that awkward. I know. We just, like, cannot figure out how to start this podcast. In or, any or any social situation, right. really, for me. <laughs> You're just like, who are you? Who are you? Well, I just figured, you know, we would just pop a third voice in and then like backtrack, right? And that way, it's like more exciting because now we're droning on, and someone's like, "Who the hell was Nicole? What right. just happened yeah. there?" Yeah, keeping them wanting more. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So this is our second official interview. Yeah. 
Yeah. Third. Third. Oh, yeah. No, no. Oh, yeah. Duh. Yeah. Rachel and then um, Allison Argo of The Last Pig. Yeah. Yeah. So she was our second. Yay. She was our second interview. And now we have Nicole from Horse Racing Wrongs. Um, Hello, Nicole. Welcome. Hello. I'm like thinking this is awesome. Third interview. Yeah. Heck yeah. Cool. I'm in like an exclusive club. You are. So this is awesome. Lucky number. Thank you for having me. Lucky Lucky number three. three. That's right. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm lucky. That's right. Or you're lucky. No, we're lucky. We're all lucky. There's three of us. This is like huge. I'm lucky. You're lucky. (laughs) We're all lucky. (laughs) See, and then we do that. Um, So I guess let's talk a little bit about you before we get into what you do. Tell us your story, your vegan story, your, I don't know, your gateway animal. We know, obviously, horses, but were they your first link into veganism? Actually, that's a really good... um, question because um no <laughs> actually um when i became vegan oh, i always say like you know you know no, i didn't think like when i became vegan i would be fighting for elephants and horses kind of mm-hmm. exclusively i mean those were my two big you know circus protesting and things led me to horse racing um so that kind of protest organizing and things like that um I, no, I really thought that I was going to be, you know, fighting for cows and pigs, which I do because I do vegan cooking classes and things like that. So I'm always spreading the vegan message. But um, yeah, so my vegan journey was kind of, I don't know, I could go into the whole long story, but it's a very long story about started out with like health issues and then, you know, um, being vegetarian and going into... Um, learning more about vegan food and the whole and everything. Um, And because I do cooking classes too, cookbooks are like my, you know, vegan cookbooks are my like novels of my life. I just read them every single day. (laughs) And I tell people um, in vegan cookbooks, that's where you're going to learn more about animals and the plate of animals and things like that. So I don't know, it's kind of a weird, um, but anyway, yeah, I didn't think I was going to end up with horses being something I work with every day in a single issue cause either, you know? Um, so, but we make a lot of vegans in our single issue cause and we can talk about that probably eventually. So, oh yeah. And whatever order you want to do things <laughs> in, that's very, that's, that was my number one question. Cause I don't, know that at all I didn't know much of your vegan story because Mm -hmm. I know you as horse racing Nicole you know that's (laughs) your cool name now um but yeah I was very curious if horses were your original animal or now they're now they're your people yeah I mean I don't I have no horse background I have no um certain you know affinity for horses um I guess I love all animals equally and and I want to fight for all animals equally and I do you know I still do for you know anti-fur protests and Mm -hmm. I do circus protests and I still do all of that locally Mm -hmm. um here in Albany New York and (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) and then we do you know and horse racing wrongs is something that came about um when our, our founder Patrick Batuello um brought it to my attention and um I was like, wow, this is something I really need to do. So it's like I have to educate people about this. And growing up in the area, in Albany, New York area with Saratoga Racecourse, and I went to the track Mm -hmm. when I was a child. Mm -hmm. I went to the track with my family every year, and I was, it was something we did. And I didn't think anything of it because, you know, I would read all the names of the horses and 
as I got older, I still went to the track. And then I went to up until I became vegetarian. No, vegan, probably. So yeah, (laughs) then I think I was vegan. And I was like, I can't go to the track. But I didn't know why. I Mm -hmm. just knew animals, something with animals, I'm not going. Um, And then yeah. Was it super daunting to start out? Like, I mean, Saratoga is debatably like one of the racing places. Like everybody knows Saratoga. You know, Disney has a Saratoga resort down there. Yeah, it's known. Saratoga is known for that. Was that daunting to start out like Um, there? I I guess because it's the only thing we knew. Mm. um, Saratoga is there's about there's about 100 racetracks in the United States, so that's thoroughbred and harness um and quarter horse probably as well and there's probably out of all of those there's only a like a handful of elite tracks so like saratoga saratoga's elite where you're getting it's very nice you're getting movie star type people there there's del mar in california you know of course there's um you know in kentucky there's only but only a few a lot of tracks are most tracks are claiming tracks so they're like you know lower level tracks we can get into claiming races um, at some point, but go to our site for that because you might get more information <laughs> from Patrick on that than me. But um, but we can talk about that a little bit, too. But, um, yeah, so Saratoga is all we know. And, you know, it was kind of cool to start out and be like and take it on mm-hmm. because it's here and it's such a big part of everything. And it was like, you know, I don't know. I was up for the challenge. I was like, let's do it. Um, our first protest at Saratoga, there was like. I don't even think I organized it. I think somebody else did. And I was there and there was like six of us there. And there were, I remember we were standing on the corner and there's all of these people crowding around this corner because the crossing guard was holding them back and crossing groups of people at once. So maybe there was 50 to 75 people against the six of us. And, you know, p- people are yelling at us and things like that. And I remember leaving and... I cried the whole way home down the north way because I was like, oh, my God, that was the most horrible experience. But I got home and I was like, I'm doing that again and I'm going to keep going, you know. And I don't I don't think anything else was organized that year. But the following year, I just like started working really hard on educating people and getting people excited about it. And then we had like 25 people. And then the following year, we had like 50 and then we had 75 and then 100 last year. So and now we do six protests over the six week meet. So. It's kind of like it's grown so much and we see from like the media that we draw that, you know, people, a lot of people in the area hate it, whether mm-hmm. they're vegan or vegetarian or not. Yeah. They hate it. They People that live in Saratoga hate it. People, you know, they're, now they know about the horses dying and they hate it. Mm-hmm. They hated it before, but maybe didn't really know why. But yeah. now they really they really do and they hate it and um so we're seeing more and more of that so and like we it's like measurable our impact which is awesome and to see this kind of you know grow and flourish as you know no no other organization is doing this you know PETA hasn't taken a hard stance hard enough for, <laughs> for us on, on on horse racing and um the Humane Society of the United States is not against horse racing. Mm-hmm. They are not philosophically against horse racing. In fact, they're working to clean up the sport and restore the integrity. I didn't know and that. And you can find that information. Um, yeah, it's very, very, very upsetting. And it's, you know, it's just inexcusable for an organization 
How do they feel about dog racing? They're against dog racing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And my brain's melted out of my head on that one. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to Humane Lobby Day, not this year, but last year. And a lot of the laws that the Humane Society was talking about were laws about the treatment of horses um, to improve their care and to improve the situation with horse racing. Yeah, that was a big, big, big topic. Actually, there's a video um, that was circulating around i can't remember where it was posted exactly on social media but it was someone up in the hsus and they said that um like the drugs are killing the sport and i was i couldn't believe what i heard and i replayed it and i couldn't watch any more of it at that point because i was just like this is such this is so bad you know this this the the it's the drugs and the whipping and it's the confinement and it's this killing you know, thousands of horses every year. And why aren't they against that? Yeah. Um, there's no, there's nothing we have on our website, horseracingwrongs.com. <laughs> <laughs> First plug. We can do that. <laughs> yeah. And we have on our website at the top of the page, the wrongs. And you can't take out one of those wrongs. You can't, you know, race a horse at an older age. The, the killing will continue. You can't take out drugging and doping. The killing will continue. You can't take out whips. The killing will continue. Horses are going to die. Death at the track will always be a part of horse racing. Mm-hmm. And the only way to stop that is to end it, is to end horse racing totally. And a lot of people are like, what? You're going to, I'm like, yeah, we're going to. We're going to see this happen in our lifetime. I firmly believe it. Um, Horse racing is in its own decline. Yeah. And, you Mm -hmm. know, young people don't want to go, you know, betting on horses. They want to go to the casino. Yeah, exactly what you were Mm -hmm. saying before. So many people I know who aren't even close to being vegan or vegetarian are are like, oh, yeah, no, I totally agree. Racing is disgusting. So that I feel like is one. And I'm sure there were so many people historically who said, well, you'll never end the circus. You'll never get elephants out of the circus. And I mean, look at that. So I totally agree. I think it's it's in our Yeah, who said Ringling, you know, Ringling. Oh, you'll never close Ringling because they're an icon, you know, and Ringling's gone. There's still other circuses, but, you know, and they're slowly phasing out. Cole Brothers is Mm -hmm. closed. Um, Circuses are phasing out. There's less and less animals in circuses. Mm -hmm. European countries are banning Mm -hmm. animals. They're banning um, animal circuses in different places here. So it's happening. SeaWorld's changed. Their stock is plummeting because of blackfish. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like that sensibilities are changing Mm -hmm. toward animals. So we're just, you know, we're just letting people know. I mean, I guess and horse racing isn't in all 50 states. It's in about 38 states. And there's um, and it's different. Like I said, like Saratoga is different. Del Mar is different. And it's um, in California. It's an event. You dress up and you Mm -hmm. have hats and, you know, the Kentucky Derby, you have hats and the Triple Crown and all that. And there's the juleps and the, you know, all that. But not all tracks are like that. And a lot of tracks kind of like in Portland, Oregon, for example, there's one track called Portland Meadows. It's a claiming track. So they're, you know, they have they race probably, I think, um, maybe three days a week. And they have different, they don't race, you know, all 12 months. But, you know, you're seeing more just gamblers there. It's not, there's not an event. There's people aren't packing picnic lunches and having family time. So that's different. So that kind of goes under the radar for a lot of people. And they only see, you know, the Triple Crown, you know, races. But Saratoga, and and I know we're like international with this, but for Saratoga, for example, 
I don't even know if a lot of people around here realize, but the Travers Stakes is televised. Mm-hmm. So that is a big, you know, race too. So there are, you know, about a handful of races that are televised and are on NBC Sports and things like that. And they, you know, are, um, that's what, that's what a lot of people experience. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people out there that don't know, that don't know. And I always tell, you know, people we're in our infant stages of this because we're just right now educating, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, I can start using my statistics here where 2000 race horses die each year on the track racing or training and that's a lot of horses and then there's the slaughter issue so horses are being slaughtered for meat they're being shipped to canada and mexico and we're talking over fifteen thousand a year so in this year the foal crop this is what they call new horses race horses that are born thoroughbreds it's called a foal crop so that gives you a little understanding of what they yeah. think about their their horses, the crop of horses. There's about 20,000 that will be born, um, roughly. So almost as many that are born are being killed, racing and training, and slaughtered. And people don't realize that. And that's huge. And, you know, those horses are being eaten in Europe and Asia. There's some mm-hmm. live export, you know, but it's a really horrific, horrific thing. Um, and you can read more about that on the website, too. Um, What's the website? HorseracingWrongs.com. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have an advocacy website coming out soon, and I do not have that up yet, and I was hoping to have it up. Um, but on our advocacy site, it will be called EndHorseRacing.com. <laughs> oh, cool. It's, I think it might be live. It's just not finished, but um, so people can check it out. But um, there, that's where people across the United States, because we work primarily, pri- primarily in the United States, sorry, and... Um, People can um, reach out to us through that and they can get help with organizing protests. And that's something that I do as vice president is I um, I do like the day to day stuff like that. And I help activists around the country organize protests, leafleting events, things like that, like different ways they can they can do something in their communities. So I support them by, you know, helping them with their event pages, helping them take pictures maybe of the venue and send them to me so I can help them with how sure. to, where to stand. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, every little tiny detail I can help with because what we do, you know, we've been doing for so long. So, so it's kind of cool. That so that's cool. what we do. Something else cool that I've always wanted to see um, that I don't, I personally haven't seen, maybe it's been done, is like alternate things to do in that town. So like when there's a Saratoga um, race, what are 10 other things you could be doing on this day? What's the local art gallery doing? What's the music going mm-hmm. around? Um, not necessarily something you would be responsible for doing, but for other people, um, yeah. just as an option right. is like, because it's, it's always what I've never understood is a, a lot of times I'll get the argument, well, I like the experience. They don't, <laughs> people don't even care so much about like watching the horses they go because they like the hats and the dresses and day drinking all day yeah and i'm like why (laughs) can't you go to a park and do that that's what i was gonna say Mm -hmm. because i i I mean i I, i'm trying to think when i last went to the track as like a a track goer um i'm gonna say five years ago four years ago it was no maybe in like the four-year range because it was before i was vegan obviously um and i and i don't think we ever actually went into the track 
you know, so many people just go and and tailgate, if you will, or I'm not even sure what it's officially called, but they sit outside, right? Mm-hmm. They sit outside like the area with mm-hmm. their chairs and I don't know, you can oh, watch it on backyard. TV, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The they don't even go into the track. They don't even go to the track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. they just hang out on the outside with their picnics and, and it's just right. a place to go hang out. But to your point, there's a lot of places that you can go yeah. and do that. Especially in Especially the middle. in Saratoga. There's tons, yeah. you know, Saratoga has National a lot of park. history. Yeah. There's yeah. There's um, Revolutionary War history mm-hmm. um, in Saratoga. There's the there's SPAC. There's, there's a lake. Far, there's three <laughs> farmers markets yeah. a week. There's yes. There's a lake. There's a lake. There is um, a state park. Mm-hmm. That, there's an automobile museum. There's a museum of dance. There is other. Mu- there's a racing museum, but don't go to that. <laughs> and there's a whole bunch of. There's a lot of. There are. There's a lot of art. There's a lot of shopping. There's a lot of. And you know that's only a six week part of Saratoga, but Saratoga is a booming city mm-hmm. the rest of the year. Yeah, and which it has is funny a lot to because offer. so many yep. people <laughs> say that it's not. They're like this six week is the, this period is what keeps Saratoga alive, and the rest of it's the time not, it's, it's dead. The economy of Saratoga depends on it. Right. And again, my brain melts out of my head. That right. happens a lot to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, people. And say it's that not all the true. Time. There's high end stores. Oh yeah. yeah. Up and down Broadway. You yeah. Know, I was there this past week, and you know, going in the stores and and. There's no racing right now. So, I mean, the harness track is always there, but that's not a draw. Right. Fun fact about harness racing in New York State. It's not a fun fact. It's kind of sad because our tax dollars go to this. But <laughs> I like to throw these little things sure, in no, while we're talking. Yeah. But um, there's 11 tracks in New York State, I believe. And um, four are thoroughbred and the rest are harness. And without these racinos, which are these casinos attached to the racetracks, mm-hmm. those are called corporate welfare. So that's what's keeping harness racing alive. So if there was no, if there was decoupling is what they call it, um, kind of unofficially, like to decouple, do not have these casinos attached to harness racing. And New York State, for sure, those tracks would be closed. So wow. there would be no harness racing. So that's something, you know, like that's next in the in the plan, you know, educate and then let people know wow. this is where your tax dollars are going. Yeah. So when you go, you know, go to a different casino. Don't go to the casino attached to a racetrack because mm-hmm. you're helping, you know, and yeah. the thoroughbred tracks do get money from racinos, too. Yeah. And that. I think we do have detailed on the website that there's a little search button on a search um, area on our website and you can go on there and kind of like type in like racinos or, you know, wow. things like that. Cor- hmm. You can type in corporate welfare and I think it'll come up yeah. under that. And, you know, in Patrick's posts and um, where he details and explains everything. But there's a lot of states like that. Pennsylvania is that way. And, you know, and people are starting to take notice. And we may have no greyhound racing in Florida very soon. That's right. And it's up to the people. So I'm really hoping. That's right. I um, sincerely hope that happens because I'm ready to adopt a greyhound. So give me. (laughs) (laughs) Give give me. And there's not much of that going on. So, you know, dog racing is on its way out. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about with Ringling and things like that. Horse racing like is different because it doesn't it doesn't touch a lot of people. And people only see those big, you know, televised but, races yeah. and all the fanciness and, you know, the justify a triple crown winner just happened and things like that. And then, you know, they're like, oh, they're treated. They're worth millions. And, you know, it's just not true. Um, so um, but I have to and this isn't actually me saying it, but <laughs> what someone else would say is, right. but Nicole, the horses like to run. Oh, they do. They absolutely <laughs> love to run from so predators. So aren't we just doing predators. them a favor yeah. by letting yeah. them run? Yeah. Well, horses like to run from predators. So <laughs> that's why they can run fast. Me too. But when they're, <laughs> but they shouldn't be whipped 
to run. Um, and what other sport, and we have this is on our website too, but in what other sport is an athlete whipped? And I, that's one of my right. favorite comebacks <laughs> or facts or whatever, because you hear that so often that it's a sport, it's a sport, it's mm-hmm. a sport. But that I think is just the best. Nobody point. else gets whipped or like Andy always says mm-hmm. is if, you know, a track athlete in the Olympics falls over a hurdle and they break an ankle. They, they don't, don't put a tent around court. and yeah. euthanize <laughs> yeah. that athlete. Right. Yeah. So yeah, a football player <laughs> falls and tears right. something. And He's concussion. Not get, yeah. They're not going to get put down. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Right. Yeah. I, I, and that's and that's absolutely true. Actually, we just wrote something on that about I and I wish I had that right in the front of my mind about how many human athletes have died in professional sports and i think it's like three over like Mm -hmm. i don't know 100 years or something like that and like that's on our website too but but it's true and you know like we and on our and on our site and like in a and i can do you mind if i read no because i think this has like a huge impact since we're talking about sport Mm -hmm. and um and i think dog racing isn't really called a sport and i think that's why is the the whole the disconnect is there for horse racing because there is a person a person sure on mm-hmm. a horse's back in horse racing so we say and this is these are patrick's words from our site if horse racing is a sport then the word must be redefined for the competitive racing of horses resembles no other accepted sport on the planet and this just makes you know this is this puts a, this, these these are questions we pose and the, like the question you just posed was like you know but they love to run but in what other sport are the bodies of adolescent athletes pounded into the ground without remorse? And I'll talk about that in more in a minute mm-hmm. so people better understand that. In what other sport are athletes kept tightly confined in tiny spaces alone for over 23 hours a day? So that right there shoots out that love to run. They're yeah. confined mm-hmm. to stalls for 23 hours a day and sometimes mm-hmm. more. In what other sport are athletes condemned to a life as literal chattel? In what other sport are athletes drugged and doped? without consent in what other sport are athletes whipped beaten for motivation in what other sport are the athletes routinely dying on the playing field and after having the remainder of the day's festivities continue and in what other sport are most of the athletes brutally and violently killed once their careers come to an end and there's more um to that but what those questions are things you know we want people to know like these are the things that are happening every single day in horse racing. And the adolescent athletes, we talk about how they um, bones aren't fully formed until yeah. they're five or six years old, um, and they start racing them at two. Mm. So if a horse is born in October, I, I'm trying to figure out how this goes, but basically sometimes a horse is only one years old and they call the horse two. So it's their, like in January, they turn another age no matter when they okay. were born. So if the ho- if horse was born in like February, say, I believe – in the following January, they're two, and they're not okay. even like one yet, you know. So they age them kind of crazy. Yeah. Um. When they're and then this is another thing, and we see this all the time when we we report daily deaths of horses at, at on tracks across the United States, is when a horse dies, they just put up a tarp, and then the next race, the next race starts, you know. And there's nothing, and there's not even a mention. No. They just they make sure the videos are cut, you know. They don't want people to see that, so. It's um so there's that whole sport thing that people need to uh you know stop 
betting on. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. imagine and we're not opposed to gambling if that's what you want to do. Sure, go right ahead. Sure, but imagine how different the experience animals. would be if you were attending a race and a horse went down and they made a public announcement and they actually put that in the public eye. Imagine how different the experience would be if you had to actually come to terms. It would and already face. be gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Imagine there would be no. Yeah. I've said that to people mm-hmm. before who go to Saratoga. I'm like, I wish that you had to see one of these quote athletes unquote go like go down and and like you had to witness the yeah. entire experience mm-hmm. because yeah. they don't. And there are people who have and they've come out to us and they've said, you know, I and and sometimes it's it's before they knew we existed. Like I'll just be somewhere and someone will see my bracelet or mm-hmm. you know or my sticker on my car, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll be like. Oh my God, you're like those people on the television, <laughs> you know, like the protest. And they say, I was, I was, I was there a few years ago and the tarp went up and I saw the horse break down. It was right at the fence. And, you know, and it's like, yeah, you know, they, they saw it and they already made that decision. But, you know, that's not, it's not seen a lot. Mm-mm. Like at Saratoga, you're talking about the backyard. Um, so, okay. So now Triple Crown races, we're talking are televised. You're only Mm -hmm. seeing the good stuff, right? Right. So most people don't watch horse races other than that. Now there are channels on like cable and stuff where it's all horse racing all day, but it's for betters. It's gambling, you know, Mm -hmm. there's handicapping stats and stuff like that on there. So at Saratoga and that backyard where people are picnicking, you're watching on a monitor. Horse racing's happening just a few hundred yards away maybe you know you can walk over there pretty quick you may even hear cheering from over there but you're watching it on a monitor so things are being cut you're not paying attention because you're partying with your friends you're talking you're drinking Mm -hmm. like oh there's racing going on oh let me know if my horse won or whatever so you're not seeing all that so you know i i get a lot of this from protesters that are standing out there you know with me and they'll say like don't they they know right and i'm like they don't a lot of them are just going into the backyard and they're just not you know they don't know they're not seeing it all you know and they see one or two horses walk by and people are like they're you know sponging water on them and brushing them as they're walking by but and that's not happening at you know these claiming tracks and and claiming track is because i keep mentioning it is um they're lower level tracks and what happens in a claiming track is that horses are put for sale at the beginning of the race. So this is kind of like, and you can go to our website and check this, read more about this too. So like there's a, like a $5,000 claiming race, the horse is put up for sale in the beginning of the race and the horse is then claimed or not claimed. And the ownership changes at the end of the race. So if the horse wins, you know, the, so the, the, there's a new owner, if the horse is claimed, there's a lot more to it than that. Patrick can explain all these things way better than me. <laughs> I do. He's more immersed in all of that stuff because he's doing all the writing all the time. But, um, but yeah, it's crazy. So I didn't that's know what's that happening. was a thing. Yeah, and it happens at Saratoga. I've, I've there's claiming really... races at Saratoga, but there's tracks that only do that. So, and these are horses that typically aren't doing well. Mm. Um, you know, they drop them in claiming races. So horses are, you know, bought and oh, sold. I remember that. What the was time. the book? Oh my God, she came. Was to a saving it. baby. Yes. 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 I Joanne do remember Normile that now. Will be back for oh, our Travers she? protest, so she'll be back. Yep. And uh, so Joy Eaton, who's our um, other board member, and then Joanne Normile, they'll be here again um, for our Travers protest, um, which last year drew people from Ohio and Michigan oh, yeah. and Boston and New Jersey and New York City. So they all came to support, and it was awesome. But yeah. So that's yeah. an amazing book. So too. horses, you know, racehorses, they say they're worth millions and they're not. They're, you know, they're bought and sold for in a, you know, 250 
$250 claiming race, $100 claiming race, and or $5,000 claiming race, or $3,000 claiming race. So that's not millions. That's, no. you know, they're put up for sale. They're not all claimed, so they might stay with the same owner, but then they'll drop in another race. And you'll see a lot of these horses maybe coming in, you know, not performing well, and then, you know, sometimes they kind of disappear. Or sometimes they're being raced a lot. You, yeah, he makes his debut often. <laughs> There's a kitty kitty on my lap. Hello. Um, so what questions, what other oh, things you're moving did my you mic and I just, you're I, I'm just loving listening to you talk about it because I'll be honest, I feel like this is one area I don't know a lot about compared to some other animal rights things that I've been involved oh, in. Yeah. Oh, this is um, so cute. <laughs> so you're like messing up my... Okay, there we go. Move the microphone. Are we okay? Okay. He's, oh yeah. So, he's used to yeah, the adjusting for yeah, cats. He's so cute. Yeah, he's okay. he's a regular on this podcast. This. He's just showing you the ropes. That's good. <laughs> um yeah, and I think a lot of even like vegan people don't don't know yeah, because I, I think you just think they're they're worth millions and they're so taken care of and I, I i honestly even growing up in this area i mean i've been to the track a handful of times maybe in my whole life you know I, even when before i was vegan and, and into this this world it just wasn't something that my family was really into so i mean the only times i'd ever been to the track were mm-hmm. with you know a boyfriend in high school or like a friend in college or like other people who were going and brought me with them right. so it wasn't really something i was ever too involved or invested in to be honest and, and so, here it's like an event so you yeah, dress up right. and you go and yeah. you people watch or whatever yeah, yeah. so and it's so not I, all for yeah like, and so when there's I, a lot of gamblers exactly you know you'll, yeah. if you go to different spots inside sure. you'll see where the gamblers yeah. are and things like that and but so i guess the few times casual. i did go it, it was exactly that just kind of like going and hanging out with friends and sitting yeah. outside and having a picnic and what have you um and i think even when i once I did go vegan and started to learn a little bit more about animal rights in general, I guess because I never was too involved in the horse racing world, it mm-hmm. didn't Im- immediately occur to me that 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 there was something going on there. But I, you know, as soon as right. I realized the background, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I never, I honestly gave it that 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 much thought. But there's, I feel like to your point, just so much happening that people just don't know about. Yeah, they don't, so and, and that's happening. the and those are the people we want to reach. Is yeah. like those casual. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. This cat is yeah. like taking over my whole body. Do you remember <laughs> when you asked if my cats were afraid of people? Nah. Yeah. Are <laughs> you scared? Oh no, they're no. not. I'm like trying to find places. To put he has no things. respect okay. for personal space. Though. Okay. <laughs> <Just> so <laughs> we love it. I love it. I like this. I'm gonna like. I might zone out because I'm cat petting right now. Um. But yeah, those are the people are trying to reach, like those casual gamblers, those people that are just kind of going because even like at the Racino, there's um, like when you go and you put your your coins into a slot machine, you're supporting horse racing. Yeah. So we want to make sure you know people aren't doing that anymore and they're they're aware of it, and we want to make sure that you know people. There's a nightclub at Saratoga gaming and raceway called vapor and we're yeah, like don't I go to that. vapor you know like yeah. don't go there like any money that goes into that yeah. building and you that's know? Uh, honestly something i never thought about i've never been to the racino or to mm-hmm. vapor or or what have you but yeah. i i wouldn't have connected that to be right. honest and with that's you. huge I'm like, oh. just to, like just kind of let people know everything <laughs> I see and it's like let's educate people about you know horses dying and that's another thing too and you talked about like you know, like if a if a human broke broke their leg, you mm-hmm. know, when you know, and a lot of people will ask that too, and it's a it's a huge like m- like misconception. Um, people say, well, they don't have to put the horse down, right? Because yeah. they, well, like, and and I'm going to read this 
because I can never remember it all. All right. So, um, okay. So the anatomy of a horse. So people say, well, why can't they just fix their leg? They don't always have to, you know, kill the horse. Well, most instances they do. For a horse to, um, you know, suffer the shattered legs and, and things like that, where sometimes the bone is protruding through the skin, they cannot be quote unquote fixed. There was, there are some horses that are worth more money that are higher level horses. They may try to fix and then they cannot. And you will see later, we'll get a, you know, um, a report depending on the track uh, of the horse's death. Sometimes those will be in like the racing mags where, you know, they will talk about that horse being euthanized from the injuries, things like that. Um, but Pat says death, as it turns out, comes in various ways. Imploded hearts, sudden cardiac events, they call them. And these are two or three-year-old horses. These are heart attacks that horses have. These are babies. And they could happen. These are babies. Pulmonary hemorrhage or bleeding to death. Head trauma from collisions with other horses on the track itself. Broken necks, crushed spines, shattered legs. Occasionally shattered so severely that the limb remains attached to the rest of the body by skin or tendons only. And often transport is impossible. So we do like a list um, pretty much weekly of horses that were vanned off. So there's actually like a horse ambulance mm -hmm. on the tracks and they van them off the track. And a lot of times they can't even be transported. They can't be vanned off. So the horse must wait there in pain until the veterinarian comes with the syringe that they, we call the pink liquid that will euthanize the horse. And they call this, which is crazy in my mind, humanely euthanized. So these, this horse that has a bone sticking through its skin, bleeding, is laying there suffering until the vet can get there and they say the horse was humanely euthanized this horse was not humanely euthanized this horse was not humanely anything for this horse's whole life so that's you know that's what we want people to know that this isn't all you know i feel like you guys are so sad right now and it's very <laughs> sad because it is mm -hmm. and this is something that we're trying to you know let people know that this is what happens every single day and one thing patrick says all the time i say too is read our site for five minutes a day for seven days and tell me what you think about horse racing and tell me you still support it because you can't you can't look at that and that's why we use the word carnage because it is carnage it's not hyperbolic yeah. to say that mm -hmm. it's this is happening every single day and they know it and there's nothing they can do about it and they know that too so all they can do is hide it but they can't hide it anymore because we're out there saying hey this is what's happening and horse racing it's not just bad, it's evil. It's yeah. horrible. And that's what and that's what we're out there to um educate people. So on July twenty first, coming up in a week and a half, oh my mm -hmm. goodness, we will have for the first time ever on the same day, I believe, coast to coast protests. So um oh, wow. we will have our protests at Saratoga, which isn't really on the coast, but it's close enough. Sure. And then <laughs> Del Mar, California, which is on the coast right, <laughs> so, yeah and we have a group of activists there and we've sponsored their protests their their leaflets are on their way um and they have i believe signs from us from last year and shirts we sent out so they will be a same day different time but same day and um now we're supporting activists in i think 
eight states. Wow. We're going to be at Colorado Veg Fest this month, which oh, is wow. awesome. We got a volunteer out there. Or it's Veg Fest Colorado, I think it's called. Um, but we have an advocate out there that is willing to table for us. So we're sending things out for her. Wow. So that's awesome for us to be because we can't always do a lot of traveling. You know, ourselves, we're very small. There's sure. only like three of us. So we try to um, get where we can. And because we're kind of, we're a little bit scattered. So we're trying to, throughout the country rather. So, you know, we do veg fests around here. And um, the veg fests, even in this area, in New York, have been like so awesome. You know, people mm-hmm. are like, where at first they would come up to us and be like, what? Yeah. What is this all about? You know? And like I said, a lot of people don't really know anything about horse racing other than so. And now we see people and they're like, oh, my God, you know, I follow you guys. I see you guys. I share your stuff, you know, and it's so mm-hmm. cool because they're, they're, it's really getting out there. Yeah. And at VegFest, it's not all vegans at VegFest. Like the community comes in yeah. and they're like, wow, we didn't know this. And it's like just educating people. And it's it's very sad because when you start telling people what's going on they get very sad and then you know and it's it's hard and i've i cry with people at our at our tabling events all the time i always have extra makeup because (laughs) i have extra makeup because vias for veganism is going to call come over and interview me (laughs) so i'm like but i'm like you know but i but i you know they they just and and they feel really bad like you know when you first go vegan and you feel really bad that you weren't vegan your whole life yes you know, and it's the same thing as people are like, oh, you know, I went to the track last year. I supported this and they feel, you know, and I feel for them and, 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 you know, I cry with them too sometimes. And I say, you know what I did? And I tell them and I did. And it's true. When I was a kid, I went every single, I mean, I would pick, you know, a horse and have my dad bet on him, you know, and I went as I was older as an adult and, you know, I felt bad too. And we all do, you know, and mm-hmm. but I tell people like I did, too. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, I did. I'm like part yeah. of this yeah. organization. And I used to go like, it's OK, you know, because I don't want people to feel bad. I don't want them stuck in that spot. Just like vegans. I don't want new mm-hmm. vegans stuck in that spot. Right. Where they're just feeling so horrible. I want them to take that energy and use it in a positive way to continue and spread the message and be able to, you know, change people's minds yeah. and hearts and things like that. Yeah. So. It's not what you've done. It's what are you going to do? Right. And, yeah. you know, yeah. your message of education is just, yeah. that's all you need to do. Change one person's mind. Yeah. Maybe they don't go to the track. Yeah. Maybe they go once this year instead of every. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever, whatever the start is, right. whatever that little, when the wheels start turning, that's, yeah, that's what yeah. matters. Once you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and um, we were talking about this a little bit before the um, like the single issue cause Mm -hmm. and, you know, how so many so many people, you know, kind of poo poo the single issue cause. Um, But I want to say just here at um, and and I I don't know if you guys follow Compassion Works International. Mm -hmm. I love them. Um, And Carrie LeBlanc and I are friends. And um, she says a lot of the same things I do, I believe, on this. And. There's so many people who come to our protests at Saratoga who, and even some of our other protests, our, our fur protests or our, you know, circus protests we've had, you know, for our other Albany Animal Rights kind of little organization we call it. That's not really an organization. But, you know, and they, they'll come to a, a horse racing protest and they're not vegan or vegetarian. Mm-hmm. They just hate horse racing yep. and they know the facts and they know the truth. And then they kind of 
you know, they hang out with us and we have some get togethers, you know, after some of the protests. And, and if we don't have like a, like a big get together, um, other people get together mm-hmm. and they all go out and, you know, and people, they have conversations. We're protesting there for like two to three hours. Yeah, right. So you're standing next to someone holding a banner, you know, and they're heavy. Actually, we just got new things. So they're not so heavy. <laughs> so they kind of stand up by themselves. But um, you're standing there with somebody for two to three hours and you're chatting with them and, you know, you're getting, you're, you're learning more about them and things like that. And we've had people go vegan in just a couple weeks after that. Wow. Where, so good. you know, they, we had one, one girl, Sarah is her first name and I won't say last names or anything. <laughs> so she doesn't get embarrassed or anything, but I'm always saying she's, she's our poster child. She's the way it happens. And she came and I think she, you know, went out to eat and mm-hmm. ordered like an animal product and was like, whoa, I was just protesting like an animal form of animal cruelty and, yeah. you know, what am I doing? And she went vegan so fast and mm-hmm. it was really cool. And she reached out to me and she's like, you know, I'm, I, this is what I'm doing. I'm going vegan and you guys, and there's so many and every year we have so many and it's That's not like cool. we, tr- we, tr- we don't try hard to be like, we don't say, I mean, we try all the time, but we don't say like, are you vegan? You can't be here, you know, right. yeah. because everyone needs to, is if they just like change, they're changing sensibilities and they're finding like a way to you know care about an animal look deeper into it and i think it just opens up the rest Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the world of animals and what they all go through individually and it makes people think so that's um and it's not just and it's not just because i'm you know on the board of a single issue cause you know what i mean because i just always thought before horse racing wrongs became what it is today you know i always felt like that that that's how i remember five six years ago the people that I was standing next to during um, doing circus protests, they were not vegan. They were mm-hmm. vegetarian maybe too. And now they're all vegan. Yeah. You know, like I recently was thinking that and I'm like, go, I'm like counting in my head, like, wow, like all these people are vegan now. And mm-hmm. we have such a huge, you know, vegan. Um, and it happens everywhere. There's people, you know, that protest everywhere and they just, it's just, you know, leading by example and being kind and welcoming everyone to protest with yeah. you. And that's mm-hmm. huge for me is just, you know, kindness, you know, like if I just said to the person, you know, crying at our table, like, well, you should feel bad and never go again. <laughs> They're right. probably going to walk right. away and they will probably never be vegan or something like right. that. But then I'm like, you know, you know, I feel bad for you and I feel for you and I did it too. And you know, let's sit with that pain for a minute, but let's try to make it positive and, and, you know, just have the moment of kindness for that person. I think that that's what we need to do a little bit more in general anyway, is just be kind to one another. And, you know, we're all going to, we're all going to get there. I'm like, everyone's just not vegan yet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we are the yeah. biggest advocates yeah. for meeting people where they are on their journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we both believe yeah. and hope that the entire world goes vegan yeah. someday, but it doesn't have to be right now. Like right. You don't have to force it down someone's throat until you scare them. Yeah. You know, find a way to get to them. Horse racing, dog racing, mm-hmm. um, fur protests, circus, whatever it is, whatever, circus, yeah. find it's, a way to get to them. I think it's, it, you know, there's, it, it's unreasonable to expect that the world is going to go vegan right this second or that right. horse racing is going to end yeah. right this second. That's just not the world that we live in, you know? And so I try mm-hmm. to remember that. And to your point, meet people where they are and to, mm-hmm. to do what we can right now to get to that future we're all trying to build and i try to remember 
who I was before I went vegan and Mm -hmm. the amount of times I said to somebody, I'm never going to do that. Or what are you talking about? There's no problem with horse racing. There's no problem with the circus. What are you even talking about? I was that person. And Mm -hmm. I try to remember that because if I had been met with animosity or judgment or being shamed or what Mm -hmm. have you, maybe I wouldn't be vegan right now. Maybe I wouldn't be having this conversation with you right now. How many times did you tell Jordan you would never go vegan? Every single time. Yeah, when when my ex (laughs) approached me with it, we were vegetarian together and he wanted to go vegan and I was like, that's cool, but I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Like straight up, I was like, I'm not doing that. I had had a similar experience too. Like when I was vegetarian and I was um, the owner of the the business I worked at, he was like, you're going to be vegan soon. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be vegan. That's crazy. And, um, and I remember when I went vegan, I was like, damn it, Bill was right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I was like, but I was there. I was in that, I was in that place, you know, yeah. I was, I was ready to do that. Yeah. You know? And, um, like it, it, like it, and it came, I had like vegan, like week or vegan days mm-hmm. and then vegan weeks yep. without even trying and i right. was like oh my god yeah. i'm like being vegan okay this yeah. is awesome you know and then i think i just like made myself sit with earthlings mm-hmm. and really watch mm-hmm. that to really make it like stick and then i yeah. tattooed the word vegan on my back to really make sure <laughs> and then i was good no it was i was uh I was, you know, I was ready. I was there. Yeah. I think the hardest part was like, you know, other people, like my friends and sure. stuff. That was hard yeah. going out to restaurants and things yeah. like that. But, you know, I was like Psh yeah handle it you know (laughs) but yeah but yeah and i and i have friends that aren't vegan but they love coming to dinner at my house oh yeah they eat vegan when they're with me when we go out right so and you know and they're getting there so that's you know so that's cool or they at least Um, try things i know a lot of my friends like last year um i didn't go to thanksgiving at my family's um last year and probably won't again this year um just kind of changing my own habits as far as holidays go Mm -hmm. um and what i do and don't celebrate or choose to acknowledge um Mm -hmm. but we had friends giving here and i was like hey i'm gonna host friends giving feel free to bring something but it's gonna be a vegan no one even bad an eye they're like yeah it's gonna be vegan of course yeah, it's delicious. Because it's your house. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And they came because they thought it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, it's yeah. super, Whenever it's just super I have, nice. You know, like a family party or things like that. Um, like Pat's been vegan. And this is something people don't know about horse racing wrongs either, I think, because we don't like, we don't hide it, our veganism. Mm-hmm. I mean, I certainly don't. Like on my Facebook page, it sure. says like, I'm a vegan cooking instructor, which I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like all that kind of thing. So that's on there. Patrick doesn't have social media other than the horse racing wrongs page, but he's been vegan 15 years. I've been vegan nine and people don't realize that, you know? Mm -hmm. So a lot of, so sometimes we'll have people come up to us and be like, you know, you guys should be vegan. And I'm like, well, we are. And then I'm like, we're not hiding it. (laughs) We're not hiding it. So maybe should we say it more? So we actually just put like a statement like on our Facebook page. And then on the advocacy site, like we're going to do like a go vegan tab because we kind of mm-hmm. want, well, the, you know yeah. what I mean? But it's hard to be like, I, I try to like work in it, but we, I work it in a lot of places, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, so I, I always try to like talk about it. And that's why like I post a lot of like food, like on my yeah. social media. It's mostly, it's, it's horse racing and food. It's like. That's basically all that matters. This really bad shit yeah. happened yesterday. But let's eat and feel better about it. But it's vegan, mm-hmm. so you got to eat vegan food so you can feel better. Because when right. you're vegan, you're, you have better things in your body and you feel right. better. So. Yeah, I feel like sometimes the food is, is the 
best way to reach people because they're you know like we were talking about before there is so much sadness and so much there is it's just so heavy once you learn everything there is to learn it's a very depressing it can be so overwhelming to be yeah because you're just like there's animal rights advocacy activism whatever all these animals Mm -hmm. that need me right now and it's just oh my gosh i have to tell everyone i know yes it's it can just be so much but if you have that versus all of this beautiful food you know these two things mm-hmm. enticing you to make this decision i yeah. think the beautiful food is the better way to go yes. and then the other stuff comes with it right that's what happened with our instagram i mean my personal one and mostly yours too yeah, it's like cats and, and food. cats um, but even with our instagram for the podcast mm-hmm. it's a lot of food yeah. because predominantly I don't know, food. it's it's kind of like we're running a food instagram whoops but um it's just yeah, i don't know that's the best because, way to get to people everyone yeah. loves eating who the heck doesn't love eating that's how you get people's you know? attention yeah like, here's a vegan cupcake Oh, shit. Here's a vegan Big Mac. <laughs> yeah. Especially because there's, I feel like, so much misconception about what you eat as a vegan, right? Mm-hmm. People yeah. think that if you go vegan, you have to give everything up and you're going to graze on grass. I rem- bland yeah, I love when people, and- well, what do you eat? I'm Literally like, every oh, you better sit down. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm going to really tell you what I ate today and you're going to, like, you're not going to be able to handle it. Like, you're going to freak out. Like, I'll be like, I had the smoothie bowl with, you know, and then yeah. they're like what yeah so much and then i'm like and then i made cashew cheese and then i put it on you know yeah <laughs> and like what and i'm like yes yeah, sometimes i like to mess with people and be like oh, i forgot i'm starving and like fall to the ground yeah. <laughs> but i'm wasting away yeah, yeah and my bones are too weak to stand anymore sorry <laughs> yeah um i have one to circle back i guess before we like end up diverging because this is what happens we're like food and then we're like okay we're done talking um, is, I just like talking about all vegan things oh yes. I know um, well, about the horses the right yeah where um, the I had a listener question it was, it was Andy <laughs> um, oh, Andy. the life expen- expectancy of a horse versus life expectancy or average life span of a horse in the racing industry um, horses live to be about 30 years old so like of course horses thoroughbred quarter horse standard bred they're all racing terms so mm-hmm. these horses are bred to be in the racing industry um but horses typically maybe 25 to 30 years that could be a little bit more you know so people aren't like oh there's not a whole bunch of 30 year old horses running around but there is there, mm-hmm. there are 30 year old horses um um racing um a lot of two-year-olds three-year-olds four-year-olds five-year-olds six-year-olds are dying you know um having heart attacks having right. you know you know um broken necks and 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 you know bleeding pulmonary hemorrhage um what well, we have a lot of those that we report you know like it'll the uh, charts will say bled mm, um mm-hmm. you know these are two or three four-year-old horses five-year-old six-year-old so really babies um, compared to how they could yeah live. once in a <laughs> while you'll see a horse that's nine or ten um it doesn't happen a lot um, but you will sometimes. And we had a horse not too long ago, I think it was 11 and had over 100 starts. So it was in over 100 races. Oh so this horse, you know, the suffering. And that's something we really want to have people know is that there's horses dying. But the horses that are in the industry right now, they are suffering mm-hmm. because they are installed 23 hours a day. So that whole love to run thing, I'd love to point this out because it does shut it down is they love to run, but they're installed for 23 hours a day. So there's 24 hours a day, just so people, you know, some people don't sleep, whatever. But there's, you know, it's 23 hours a day and they're installs by themselves. 
So of course they want to run are, if you let them out because they've been these, stuck in a stall well, all day. And, and you know, and, and not they even, you know, they're herd animals. Yeah. So they survive in a herd. And so they're confined. And we know what happens in confinement. We know what happens. And this, you know, we know with blackfish, SeaWorld, and we know um, elephants and the characteristics they have and the mental anguish that they go through. Right. And, you know, that's just that's just one part of it. Um you know, and then and then they're being whipped and they're sore. Their bodies hurt. They're running at like Joanne Normile says all the time, speed kills. And they're running at speeds they should never run at ever. They would never run these horses, you know, these thoroughbreds would never run at these speeds ever in a field or in the wild. Right. You know, or anything like that. They just won't they just they just don't. I mean, maybe if there's a predator, they may run that fast. But they just don't, you know, and they're being whipped. And, you know, like California Chrome, who was, you know, um, you know, in triple crown races. And I remember counting, it's a crappy job to have, but I counted the, the, the amount of times that horse was whipped going into the finish line. It was 33 times oh, within wow. just seconds. Seconds. Wow. So imagine, you know, their arms are way up in the air and coming down in the back of that horse. And there are apologists out there that will say, it's, oh, it's just like a fly hitting them. Well, fly landing oh, and a and a whip coming, you know, thirty three times. There's a lot of momentum there. There's a lot of power behind those whip strikes, and this is what's happening. And I mean, there's places in the world where there's you know limited, and it's proposed here all the time, you know, limited whipping and and things like that. But it's still, you know, if we whipped a dog, what would happen? Mm-hmm. People would go crazy if, if someone was whipping a dog. If someone's walking down the street right now whipping a dog, people would go crazy. You know, and the and the worst part, <laughs> still there, that person that was whipping the dog would maybe get two years right. in jail, right. not prison jail. Maybe, but maybe not. So that's, you know, so that's that's why this, 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 um, this life of ours as activists is depressing. But you can't stop. You have to keep going because, you know, and we're also defined by our activism in a way you know mm-hmm. because it's in us it's in our blood now you know mm-hmm. and we have a point we want to make change with our li- life and make it meaningful you know so yeah. that's what but yeah so these are these are all these things that um you know people don't realize so mm. i know i feel like i'm shocking you guys no that's okay we need to be no like <laughs> i said i'm I'm loving yeah. it i feel like i'm just like did you ever read um, Saving Baby? No. I have it. You should read it. Yeah. It's I have a whole very box of them. good. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole has Signed. several million. I have signed Perfect. ones. I will bring you a special copy. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I should have known. Why didn't you tell me? It's, I'll yeah. take it. It's very, very good. It's very yeah, I remember good. when you read it last year. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I I'd think you can to. still buy that on Amazon for the people at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a really good, it's a really good look. Joanne Normile um, was a close friend of ours and advisor. She, um, she um, was in the racing industry and she turned against the industry. And it's really, really educational. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just gives you a little bit of insight um, of what she went through. And, um, you know, to really to really learn a little bit more about it, about the, the inside, you know. But I don't want to give it away, so I don't like to. Go on Amazon. But it's good. Or thrift books, Amazon. maybe. Saving baby. You know, <laughs> if you're a thrift booker like I am. Yeah. Um, well, some libraries have it. I've seen libraries, libraries yeah. around. Find you know, go find so it. Ask a friend. But I will bring you one. Yes, please. <laughs> I will. Cool. Anything else you got? I no. I 
This is Anything an education. Anything else you would like to say, Nicole, talk before we sign off? Or yeah, I was going to say we could want to talk about food. Do a little food <laughs> plug. All right, yeah. So back to food before we sign off. The final food moments. We like food. Um, I love food. So love what's food. your favorite vegan meal, either at a restaurant and or what you cook, both? Oh, my God. I know. I do a lot of cooking. Sorry. You're on the spot. Well, I the really, V-spot. I really like That's cake. Right. Cake is my favorite thing in the whole world, probably. That's Andy's fair. too. Yeah. Yeah, I like cake. What kind of cake? Like um, carrot cake? Probably the like... fa- my favorite cake I made ever because I used to have a vegan bakery and cats staring at me like with disgust because I don't have it anymore. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> That's actually that just what her face looks like. And then, oh, it, oh, it, is, no, it, it, it actually is what my Everyone's face looks saying. like, but, but I am I in know. a just constant state of being I mean, heartbroken I that I can't I feel bad all the time. go to Little Anthony's and get your baked goods I anymore. I wasn't going to bring it up, but you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> I know I feel bad so, too. I feel bad for people. You so, should because the, you're depriving us. <laughs> I think when we found out when you made the announcement, I'm pretty sure we texted each other. We were like, so "Oh my sad. god, did you see what's heart wrenching <laughs> for me?" But it gives me more time with horse racing rods. But anyway, but anyway, my favorite cake I made was actually for Pat. I think it was one a cake I made for him, and it was an almond <laughs> cake with caramel buttercream in the middle. And marish- maraschino cherries, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. A frosting on top, covered with sliced almonds, and then cherries are on the top. Oh it was God. like the best cake I'm ever. I'm like salivating. Yeah. Right I really now. am yeah. too. I was about to be like, shut my mouth. But you know what the funny thing is with that cake? Like, so it was it was like a Father's Day cake for him, but then we had other stuff for Father's Day because I'm always doing a lot of things. But so we had it a different day because it was frozen in the freezer, just the cake layers, and I made it. And so we had a few people over. I think we were having, like, a horse racing wrongs meeting, actually. I think that's what – and I'm like, oh, I'll throw this Father's Day cake together. So I put it together. And there was a couple children there having the cake. The children took one bite of this cake and was like, yeah, no. <laughs> it was hysterical. I'm like, it's an adult cake. It yeah. was uh, – yeah, yeah. all the adults yeah. were like, oh, my God, this is the best cake. But, yeah, so cake. I love cake. I like oh. cake a lot. Oh, me too. I like cake. Same. Can... And funfetti. I love funfetti. Mm, yeah. And I think it's like the best cake. But what else? I really like Italian food mm-hmm. a lot. I'm mm-hmm. Italian. I was going to so say I that like makes Italian sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I love like just basic stuff like, you know, bruschetta, mm-hmm. you know, take a garlic clove and rub that on the br- on the sourdough Tuscan bread and mm-hmm. with fresh tomatoes and basil. I love that and olive oil. Myself. And, and my cat. we eat that a lot. So <laughs> do, do you do so we ravioli? Can, can I you don't, do you know, it's something I haven't done, so I should probably do ravioli. I agree. Yeah. 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 Like I do like manicotte and like all that oh, stuff. And best. yeah. And like I, we do a lot of Italian cooking at home because we're Italian and we love it. I'm so <laughs> hungry now. <laughs> For those people who don't know, Pat and I are a couple. So like uh, Patrick, but we call him Pat. But um, yeah, so we're a couple. We have those Italian last names. Yes. Yes, yeah. you do. <laughs> very, sure very. Batuello yeah. and Arcello. So yeah. we say, why don't we just like keep the L-O? Yeah, right? That's true. And like, you know, make it easier There's for really everybody. no question about whether or not you're Italian there. <laughs> I know, true. it's crazy. So we do, yeah. So there's a lot of, um, and I, tr- and, and, and um, I like, and I like to, we like to, you know, relax over food and things like that. And like have that, there's a lot of pleasure in food. Mm-hmm. So have that be your you know that's your happy place yeah and there's pleasure mm-hmm. in vegan food i love mm-hmm. feeding people vegan food i like having 
you know, people over, like, you know, friends or, you know, new, new people I meet or things like that. I'll just have them come over. Let me cook you a meal. And, mm. you know, and then let me yeah. see, I'm going to make cheese for you, you know, mm. and be like, they're like, oh, you know, and I'm like, no, I'm going to make the cheese. It's not going to be like some packaged vegan cheese, although packaged vegan. Let's just talk about vegan cheese for let's one second. Let's talk about I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm like all over the place. That's I'm okay. Very, like, no, no, that's okay. Professor here, but <laughs> vegan cheese, like when I would tell people to like, when you go vegan, don't eat cheese for like a month, like just detox your life from that mm-hmm. before you try vegan cheese. Mm-hmm. But right now I think you can go like from one right to the other and smooth transition, right? Yeah. I it's, think it's a whole new world. There's a lot I think of as long as you there. now, you know, people too, who can help you. Do you yeah. know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. if my big thing is I was always a cheese plate person. So yeah. I'm a tree line or Miyoko's mods. Like I like right. the like cat the creamy the expensive cheese ones. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but that's I okay. do. I do. But that's, that's okay because you know that's just was my she, thing. Because you know what? When you say if people say, Oh, it's so expensive, and I'm like, Well, then you weren't really a cheese connoisseur that you're saying. Yes. You no, it's Is no more just no. eating Velveeta. Come on. Right. No, when I used but to But even that, <laughs> even that's true. not crazy cheap though. Not you know anymore. what I mean? Like yeah, if we're talking maybe. about pricing, like that's yeah. not the cheapest thing in the no. world. No. So yeah. But, I mean Vio yeah. Life has rocked my world for yeah, shredded cheese for pizza i like their parm stuff. Mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i like that because it's like it's like parmesan i could like sh- mm-hmm. yeah. i got some at a woodstock sanctuary mm-hmm. at one of their events yep. there yeah that was really good yeah. but yeah i think it's like it's a whole you new know, world yeah. of cheese out I'm there i'm gonna follow your heart girl i love follow your heart i like to follow your heart like coconut oil based one because mm-hmm. it's like a harder mozzarella yeah. and i gave that to my italian mother okay i took a slice of that and I popped it in her mouth because we were making pizzas. She was making vegan pizzas for us, and she was making her regular pizzas. And why do we call that regular? That's another episode. Oh, that's a it whole is. other episode because yeah. we yeah. do it all Normal. the time. Because, or regular. Yeah. Normies, yeah. You know? yeah. But um, I popped it in her mouth, and she was like, where did you get that? And I'm like, um, do you like it? She goes, yeah. But I didn't buy, like, brick cheese. And I was like, yeah, because that's vegan. She's like, what yeah mm-hmm. and then the chow the regular chow yeah. that's like land of lakes american cheese that's like for what i have right? in my fridge yeah. right now so and it's yeah and i did for. that and i gave that yeah. to my mother and she was like and that was at my house and she goes why are you giving me land of lakes cheese and i go um, my mother's italian i just gave her like a southern accent but she was like why are you giving that to me and i said um it's not it's vegan she's like no way but that's awesome anyway yeah yeah i um so, i really i i've been obsessed lately with doing like tuna melts except obviously like chickpea tuna um mm-hmm. and the follow your heart gouda melted on top Ooh, that sounds it's good. so good i can't have you tried the day of provolone i like that i haven't done a lot of the day of slices That's to be really honest good. with you mm-hmm. i like they're blocked the block the blocks they are have good. a it's like a dill havarti or something like mm-hmm. that i forget what it is exactly they have a jalapeno one that's, that's what i'm thinking that's, yeah. that's, that's, what I'm that's thinking. good yeah, yeah and i do that in my cooking classes too like i have like a four-part continuing ed with a school district like intro to vegan cooking it's four nights one one two every for four tuesdays three hours and we make like a ton of food but what i do and like maybe the third class is i bring in a selection of vegan cheeses and i have like and so all the food we cook in class we eat and then i give them a sampling of vegan cheeses and they were all like i think everyone like they they all had one they kind of didn't like and Mm -hmm. it was mostly it was mostly the spicy people didn't like the Mm -hmm. jalapeno one and i think some people didn't like the chow the 
it was it was a spicy one again the Mm. tomato can or something yeah so but those were the i don't like spicy people sure but everyone was like oh my god and you know they're saying things like i could do this you know well because cheese was my hang up yeah. Before I went yeah. vegan, it was cheese because yeah. I was not surprisingly a cheese addict Me because too. a real thing, and yeah. so I didn't. And it's it's cheese does have that now. morphine quite literally yep. it's stuff a drug, in it, fine. and I recognized that right away before I read that, like because mm-hmm. I used to eat a lot of cheese and was vegetarian, right? And you know, you know, when you drink your cup of coffee, you're waiting for that kick. Mm-hmm. You do it with cheese. Yeah. I remember yeah. doing that with you know cheese yeah. like vegan cheese it was like, like very specific waiting for the kick. craving yeah 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 and i'm like i'm not getting that and you know but it's i feel like it's very exciting to see though because i've only been vegan for three years two years i'm no i'm two years so in the I'm fall three. so you're three okay so if, <laughs> glad that you know my life yeah i'm like how long danny <laughs> yeah um, you did so, look right yeah, at me I know, to give I'm you like, an answer <laughs> validate me please <laughs> um so i've been vegan for a little around three years and even in that short amount of time it's a whole new world Mm -hmm. than what was available to me three years ago so i can't even imagine where we're going to be three years from now Uh, 3d printing cheese i don't know if you've heard that they are actually (laughs) taking the chemical like what it would be because cheese is a it's a chemically made thing Mm -hmm. you know like they use it is a science Mm -hmm. they can do 3d printed cheese i don't remember what company that is off the top of my head but that is the future california wasn't it i think so that is the future of where we're going is they are going to be able to literally take the science of cheese and make cheese so cool yeah Mm. it's kind of like the jokes i was making to you yesterday um is were they cheesy (laughs) yes they were no but i I mean there's literally cars that can drive themselves why can't somebody figure out how to make a non-dairy cheese that pleases the masses right that's a science (laughs) yeah so it's i feel like it's you know the world is changing so rapidly that again you know three years ago it was totally different you know your options were so different that Mm -hmm. i can't even imagine where we're gonna be yeah it's exciting though yeah because i'm in a constant state of wanting to eat I like just always right want to be eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I don't need to be hungry. I'm like, oh, you have food? Yeah, I want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just want to try yeah. all the things. Wherever there's food. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. We can do that. I mean, that's where we normally end. So we can just like yeah. sign off like <laughs> yeah. normal. We just talk yeah. about food and then we're like, we're done. Okay. So you can head over to Horse Racing Wrongs and yeah. live live your best life. Read all of their information. Um, You have the email up so you could, anyone could email you with a question. Right to yep. horse racing Nicole wrongs, so. at horse racing wrongs.com. Perfect. That's so. my email. Same and you guys have your first protest next Saturday, the 21st. 21st. The first one for Saratoga this year. Yep. Cool. It's um, Saturday, the 21st from 1030 to 1 p.m. And then we do every weekend. So the four weekends after that are Sunday protests. And then we have Saturday, the August 25th, which is Travers Day. So that's a big. That's a big one. There'll be lots of media all over the place. There'll be a lot of pro racing media there, too. And, you know, we know who they are. Mm. They know who we are. So (laughs) So (laughs) turn out. out. Fly out for one of those if you're far away. um, Mm -hmm. And if you want to have a protest in your community, Mm -hmm. um, in the United States, there are people in Australia, you know, working down horse racing. And there's people in... Um, the UK and there's people in other countries and um, so but we're in the United States um, for now for now <laughs> maybe Canada soon who knows but um, <laughs> so yeah so if you want to have a protest at a racetrack in your community give me a um, email and then we can talk and then you know talk about what kind of track it is and 
their schedule and because horse racing does go all year round mm -hmm. and that's something a lot of people don't know either so um in new york state it goes all year round like there's mm -hmm. snow and stuff so crazy and they're still you know aqueduct will not they're all they're all racing during that time so yeah. so and like them on facebook and like us on facebook instagram twitter, twitter. <laughs> all of that is there any more and <laughs> go to our website you can actually subscribe to posts um, mm. We update almost every day, unfortunately, because horses do die on American tracks every day. And um, so that's, and so you can reach out to us on Facebook. If you reach out to us on Facebook, you will get me <laughs> <laughs> too. So you can do it that way too and ask a question. Um, you can get a shirt or a hat or something like that or a bracelet and things like that and, mm -hmm. and learn more about it. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And we love talking to people and um, yeah, and helping people because sometimes people need help. A lot of times during protest season, we have a lot of local activists that get in little Facebook fights <laughs> or they get, you know, with some of their friends that like horse racing and I will, you know, and I will help and I will help you, you know, learn how to talk to other people about it and things like that because that's really important. And I think that's a service that we need to do as an organization to help people. So we do that too. Love it. And sure. while you're... And call it VegFest Colorado... Oh, that's really cool. Say hi to Haley, yeah. Do we have people in Colorado? So, I'm sure we do. We are in yeah, every, we yeah, have I listeners in like all And there's a couple the of tracks there. Now. So, you know, educate. Come mm -hmm. pick up flyers. Yes. There'll be flyers at the table and learn more about us. Sign up for emails and stuff like that. So, Yay. yeah. And cool. we don't do lots of emails. Like if I get a chance to do one once a month, I'm very lucky. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, while well, you're doing you so that, much. you can uh, listen to our other episodes. Do it. That, while you're doing the important work with Nicole talking to her, you can listen to us blabber on in our other episodes. About nonsense. <laughs> about total nonsense. Yeah. Always shenanigans. Um, you can head to the vspot.fm and listen that way and then email us again for some kind of babble answer. We so. haven't begged and pleaded for emails in a while, so I feel like talk to do. us right please, <laughs> please email us um uh yeah yeah talk to us yeah we like being talked to which is why we're excited to have nicole on. Yeah. so thank you yeah, for thank talking you. to yeah, us thank you so much i'm so glad that great. um loved i could be it. here with you guys this is so awesome i loved it this Yay. is like i'm addicted i'm just gonna like knock on your door and come on, oh, on your we window this or once a week. i'll just bring food yeah. And yeah. Let me yeah. in. I've heard yes. that they will oh, let you yeah. in with yeah. food. Yeah. If you have Absolutely. no food, they do not let you in. That's here. right. That's right. They say, "Get out." Go well, away. we have a we, we have a you. best no. friend in um, <laughs> we have a best friend in Wyoming named Kiki because she sent us <laughs> she sent us baked goods. Oh, yeah. cool! Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Did you, you go, Kiki? Get Kiki. Wait, her... where is she? Is her tracks? Where is she? Yeah, <laughs> find out. Did you send Kiki her bridesmaid invitation? <laughs> oh yeah, not yet. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's friend happen. Kiki. That needs to happen today. <laughs> so uh, the last thing you have to do though now is we always sign off. So it, you oh. gotta pick up your clicker. Okay. And we you we have to mind meld with we us. We try to mind meld and all click it at the same time. That's our okay. sign off. All right, we're gonna try. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that was even <laughs> close. That's done. <laughs>